What if I told you that you were about to listen to another wrestling podcast? Are you ready? This is the Not Another Wrestling Podcast. Join us as we take you through the ins and outs and everything you need to know in the world of professional wrestling. From NXT to Ring of Honor, New Japan Pro Wrestling, All Elite Wrestling, all the way to the main events of the WWE. Our thoughts, our perspective, and our predictions on the biggest topics and breaking news in the world of wrestling. If it's happening, we're talking about it. This is the Not Another Wrestling Podcast. Here are your hosts, Sean McChesney and CJ Palmasano. All right, let's get to it. Welcome back to another edition of the Not Another Wrestling Podcast. My apologies for not putting it out last week. I was having some technical difficulties. Uh, I had lost the previous episode that I recorded, and by the time I was to upload something, or when I realized what it was there, it was late Saturday night, and I figured, ah, oh, it's too late. But we're back now. Uh, I got my buddy Chris Reyes back on the show with me. What's up, man? How you doing? Glad to have you back. Hey, man. Doing pretty good. Glad to be back. Yeah. We got the Royal Rumble this weekend. You excited? You know what? It's my favorite pay-per-view so i'm actually really excited a lot of people are excited i am a big fan of the rumble um i mean it's it's a lot of everybody's favorite pay-per-views because people come back uh for just one night or it's you see returns from injury returns to the company um you know even if it's like um like when ddp was in the rumble one year like uh whatever that rumble was i think 2015 he came back just for a quick little appearance here and there, you know. Um, a lot of things can happen. This Rumble pay-per-view is shaping up to be real nice. And we also have Worlds Collide happening this Saturday. We're not getting an NXT TakeOver, but this show is actually looking pretty damn good, I must admit. So uh, let's just get right into things, and we're going to go over Raw a little bit. We're going to go over NXT a little bit. Um, and then we're going to give our predictions at the, later, at the end of the episode of who we think will, you know, will win. Hence, predictions. <laughs> Um, so a few points that we need to hit on what happened on Monday Night Raw. Uh, first off, we have new Raw Tag Team Champions in Buddy Murphy and Seth Rollins. Uh, I don't know what happened where this is the world we live. Okay, so I know you're a little behind and everything, but the thing is, um... And this may be one of the things I talked in that lost episode. Maybe you know, maybe I might post that thing and give you what I think about that. I'll post it as the lost episode. How about that? Um, I talked about it saying that Seth Rollins and the AOP were already kind of had this alliance and this faction. Uh, Rollins and the AOP were kind of getting their asses handed to them by Big Show and Kevin Owens and Samoa Joe. And Buddy Murphy was so distraught by losing to Aleister Black that he just stood by the ringside the entire time. Or sat down and Rollins begged for his help, and he did. Hence this new faction. So, 
Uh, Rollins and Murphy had challenged the Viking Raiders to, for their Raw Tag Team titles, and they won. Which is surprising, considering you have the tag team in AOP, when they didn't really need to challenge for them. But nevertheless, we have new Raw team, Tag Team Champions in Murphy and Rollins. Um, how long will this ha- uh, last? I don't know. But um, that's one of the most important things here. Uh, but Reyes, what do you what do you get of this image of we have this this new faction on Raw, and it feels like we haven't had a faction on Raw or SmackDown in in years, honestly, because really all we get is like you know Baron Corbin and whoever mid card guys he can bring into his little group, and the OC kind of. Yeah, um, this reminds me a lot, actually, of the authority. Yeah, back when Rollins was on it, and he uh, somehow turned Randy Orton. This gives me a lot of similarities to that, but this will be actually will be so much better right off the. It really, to me, it seems feels more like evolution. It feels more like evolution in the sense that we don't really... I mean, Rollins is for sure the veteran. And we don't have, like, you know, a Ric Flair to kind of match that, you know. Uh, but Rollins is for sure, like, the leader. You know, Murphy is the upper mid-card guy. And AOP is the tag team. Um, again, how long Murphy and Rollins are going to hold the tag titles for, we don't know. We'll see. They could drop them back to the Viking Raiders pretty soon. But, um... I'm just I just love seeing a faction on main roster television again because we don't have them anymore. We don't have any factions that feel like a big deal and we honestly haven't had one a serious one maybe since the authority and that got watered down. Um I think of the shield. And again, like the only quote unquote alliance I mean, mainly for like 2019 what we saw and still into 2020 is Baron Corbin getting whatever mid-card guys he can to have his back yeah and like you just said uh, the shield and what's it called New Day that's the closest we've gotten and it's not really like a faction those group yeah they don't feel like factions with this this is 100% a faction yeah right right away it's closer to the inner inner circle, actually. Yeah, very close to the inner circle. Uh, they're just short one guy. Uh, another thing that happened on Raw, really quickly we'll get to this, is that... What... If it has no payoff for this Sunday, then it was a completely useless segment. What we have is Heyman and Brock Lesnar in the ring saying that no one is mad enough to fight Brock Lesnar. In comes Ricochet, saying he's man enough to fight Brock Lesnar. Brock doesn't want to fight Ricochet. Ricochet's, what, are you scared? Brock kind of leaves, is about to leave. He kicks Ricochet in the dick and says, nah, I'm not scared. And then he leaves. If this has no payoff for Sunday, it was a completely useless segment, and it just didn't make any sense. If it does, if it does lead to, like, you know, Ricochet uh, eliminating Lesnar at the Rumble or a match with Lesnar at some point, then I'd be down for it. Yeah. Um, I could definitely see 
Rigas out getting the elimination on Lesnar if he could. Um, I mean, the or seed, get an assist somehow. The seeds are planted that he could get the elimination on Brock this Sunday, but I don't know. Knowing WWE, they'll probably just have Cain Velasquez or somebody big do it, or just have Brock win the whole damn thing. We don't know yet. Um, that's my biggest fear. Yeah, that is my biggest fear as well. The uh, the moment I really gave up on WWE was when um, Brock Lesnar won Money in the Bank. Yeah, that's another thing. They make you think that he could win the Rumble is that, you know, he wasn't even in the Money in the Bank match and he came in and he won the damn thing. I, I just don't know why he's always built up to be unstoppable, even though he's lost to Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins. I mean, the thing is, you think about Brock and you don't really think about the losses. He's lost to Roman once. He's lost to Seth twice. And there really isn't anybody else on the roster who's beaten him and who kind of can beat him. And I guess they kind of use him as a rite of passage for for when they want to push somebody. Um I don't know. I mean, I, I, I personally stopped being mad about Brock being champion and Brock being on top a long time ago because there's no sense in getting mad. It's just like, all right, it is what it is. Brock is the champion. Brock's in the main event. And look, as much as I don't like Brock in that position all the time, um, he is a key player when it comes to, you know, big money matches. His matches feel important. Um... But again, I don't want to see Brock there all the time. It's just, it's just no one else. Feel, they've the problem is they haven't made anybody feel as important as Brock Lesnar to casual viewers. That's their problem. They should have passed the torch to Braun so many years ago. Yeah, Braun was over like Rover at one point. He was so popular. I mean, he was over as hell and should have won. The universal title from Brock, but they didn't do it. Um, they didn't pull the trigger on Roman right away, for whatever reason. And we figured that we would. But um, a few other things from Raw: uh, Alistair Black be a local competitor, uh, Drew McIntyre getting the push of a lifetime. Oh, good. I, I I've missed him. So Drew has been. He's a babyface now. He's been he's had a babyface turn. He had a match that was he interrupted a match between Randy Orton and AJ Styles, uh, and made it a triple threat and beat them both. Uh, Drew had a match with Randy ended in DQ after the OC interrupted. Drew and the oh, God damn, I'm tired. Drew and Orton fight them off after uh, after, but Orton hits Drew with an RKO and Drew says that um. It won't happen again, and he claims that Orton kicks his well, and he claims he will kick Orton's head off and win the Royal Rumble match. Joe and Kevin Owens announced that he was going to be in the, the Royal Rumble match. Becky Lynch hit a great line on this promo she had on Raw, saying that she may have lost to Asuka a year ago, but ultimately she won the main event at WrestleMania 35 while Asuka went to YouTube to make soup. Ooh. Yeah. Nice. It says I love I loved that line. Uh tension between Owens and Joe. They have an alliance, but they enter the rumble themselves. But to think 
let's play a guessing game here, Reyes. What's the worst storyline in WWE going on right now? Um, I mean, it's obviously Lashley and Lana and whoever else is Rusev, involved. Rusev and Liv. Yep, you got it. Oh my god, I forgot Liv Morgan was in that. Yeah. Oh god, they buried her, man. She. They, I got excited for her. I I did too. I did too. Those vignettes looked like they could be like you know, debuting a a, a dark like you know bipolar type type of character. You know, um, and she's a lesbian, which is the same thing apparently. Apparently, they had a mixed tag match at the end of Raw. This was the go home segment for the Raw Rumble. Uh, Liv and Rusev got some offense in on Lashley and Lana, and then but ultimately Lashley hit a spear on Rusev to win the match, and this was just 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 awful, just just horrible. I don't get why this was your main event segment of Raw to go home on with the Raw Rumble. Um, we're recording this the Thursday night before Friday night SmackDown, so maybe that they'll have a big go home angle there. But for now, that was a horrible way to send fans. Like, 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 maybe people don't watch SmackDown because I don't know. That was awful. I'm just gonna leave it at that. It sucks. Storyline sucks. Now let me ask you though: Would you been more okay if they went ran with the Mandy Rose Sonya Deville angle? My thing is not a matter of you know it's two girls they're lesbian. Ooh, you know HLA getting friggin' Eric Bischoff back in here. Makes you wonder, did Eric Bischoff actually get fired, or did he have this idea in his back pocket, and then Heyman just stole it? Uh, yeah, <laughs> just you a, never know. Just a conspiracy theory. Look, my thing is, it's not about, like, you know, two girls liking each other, a whole lesbian storyline. That's not my thing. This storyline has been horseshit since it started. It, it gets bad when Corey Graves tweets, nobody cares. Yeah. It's that bad when you have people in your own company publicly burying the storyline. He has a podcast, so you can kind of get away with it, and he's supposed to be talking about what's going on and everything, but God, that storyline is so, so awful. And I just wanted to end, but a part of me feels like it's going to go all the way to Mania. They'll have to scrap it at some point. I don't, it's killing them too much. I don't know, man. The thing is, it's getting big numbers on their YouTube channel. Big, big numbers. And apparently, it's it's something that casual fans are kind of into. I'm sure people remember Bobby Lashley, and they'll just pay attention. I don't. I don't think it's a matter of Bobby Lashley. Bobby Lashley was here for like a hot minute. He was only, he was only around the main roster for a couple of years. The thing is, it's just like the whole Jerry Springer drama thing. That's what apparently is drawing a lot of casual fans to this storyline. I don't know, but but for me, this storyline sucks. I hate it. It's awful. It's just awful. And it's been going on for far too long. Yeah, I don't see anybody that could defend it. But um, I don't know. Do you do, do you see them having any way of saving this storyline? Do you see anything that they could possibly do to turn this thing around to actually get like you know hardcore fans behind it? Just have Rusev and Lashley have good matches. 
just drop the entire angle. I would watch Bobby Lashley versus Rusev. But I, mean, I hate the angle. They go. No, I mean, Rusev and Lashley are great. In, in the ring, they're both very good. It's just... I think the storyline itself needs to end. And um, it just needs to, you know, go away, essentially, you know? It's just been too long. Um, I, I just want this... At, like, the next pay-per-view, this can end, and then it'll be all over. Because I think... It didn't need to go this far, but it did. I'm hoping, if anything, Fastlane will be the end of it, and Wait. they'll never bring it up. I hope so. And then, you know, people can just move on. Like They can just move on to other things. Oh. It, this makes me upset for Liv Morgan. Yeah, it does, because Liv Morgan, me and Sean talked about it that we think she has the potential to be the future of the whole the whole division. She or one of the key players in the whole division. You know? She's yeah. she's like 24, 25 years old. She loves wrestling. She's very good. Um and I I I don't know, man. I just I I can't keep talking about this. I can't keep talking about this. Let's talk about things that are actually going to make me happy. That's NXT. I'll walk you. Through, right. I'll kind of walk you through this because I know you're a little behind on NXT. But here's what here's what happened. So, we this is the go home show for the Worlds Collide show. We're having pinning NXT versus NXT UK. So the show started with the Undisputed Era going up against the Grizzled Young Veterans in uh, Zach Gibson and James Drake. And this is semi uh, finals for the Dusty uh, Rhodes Tag Team Classic. Um, era. Uh, worked so well in this match. I mean, Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish never have a bad match. Never. They're just that damn good. Oh, yeah. They're they're amazing. I think that for sure that they are the best uh, tag team in the entire WWE. It's it's them. For sure. I. They have a lot of great tag teams. But for me, it's O'Reilly and Fish. I don't know. There's a uh, hashtag DIY. Yeah, DIY's back. DIY's back. They'll be uh, facing Mustache Mountain this Saturday. We'll get to them in a little bit in the predictions because they actually didn't show up on this show. They weren't here. Um, so the Grizzly Young Vets uh, got the win over Undisputed Era because Imperium came and distracted them. At the end of NXT TakeOver UK Blackpool Two, the Undisputed Era came and attacked Imperium to close the show. Um, throughout the show, um, we had Tony Storm defeat Io Shirai. Uh, I'm sorry, Tony Storm versus Io Shirai ended in a DQ because Bianca Belair interfered, and that led to a brawl between her, Tony Storm, Io Shirai, Rhea Ripley. Uh, with Tony Storm in the end hold, hoisting the NXT now the NXT championship over her head. Yes, I excluded the word women because apparently that's not in the championship anymore. Mm. We we no. talked we, we talked a little bit about this off mic. I 
Becky Lynch apparently said on um, WWE backstage that they should kind of like get rid of the word women and you know just let them be, let them be wrestlers. You know, we don't need to put labels on so many things. And I'm thinking to myself, I think it's just. I get equality and all that, but like you're just gonna call her championship, Bailey's championship, the Raw championship, and the SmackDown championship? No, because it's okay to call it the women's championship. It's not making it a bad word. It's not demeaning. It, no, it, it just it's not clarifies what the gender. Yeah, and I don't understand why. And for NXT's sake, uh, Rhea Ripley's the NXT women's champion. And you have the NXT champion and Adam Cole. So you have two NXT champions? Uh, it just occurred to me, does this have to do with Tessa? At, I don't think Tessa? it I don't think it has anything to do with Tessa Blanchard. I don't think it has anything to do with her. Because they're not mixing the whole intergender thing and they're not having like men face women, you know, it's not like Becky Lynch is going to face Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. It's nothing like that. I, I don't know. I didn't see the whole thing with Becky Lynch. I just read a quick clip, a uh, quick uh, summary of it, and apparently that's what she wants to do. Well, that's what she thinks they should do, and they've taken steps with that, calling the NXT Women's Championship now the NXT Championship. And Mauro Ronaldo called it that last night. Um, I don't know. I, I think this is another thing of a WWE move where, like, you know, it's, it's unnecessary. It's completely and utterly unnecessary. And, um... Yeah, I don't know. It just it just it just seems a little redundant to me. It, it, I was wondering because maybe Becky could then say she's WWE champ, like Tessa's Impact champion. Again, I don't even think they're paying any mind to Impact Wrestling at all. They've never paid any attention to it seriously for a long time. So I don't think that they as it has anything to do with Tessa being the. Impact World Champion now. Okay, fair point. Um, also throughout the show, we have Matt Riddle and Pete Dunne defeat Imperium of Marcel Barcel and uh, Fabian Eichner to go into the finals of the Dusty Road Tag Team Classic. And you want to guess what their tag team name is, Reyes? Is it Mm, bro, bruiser weights. Bros weights. <laughs> oh my god! Did you look that up, or did you figure it out? I I took a wild guess. I thought that would be the dumbest one. Bro, the broser weights, which I think is kind of funny. Uh, I like it. Yeah, it's not bad. Um, Riddle and. Pete Dunne really work well together as a team. Uh, they had matching ring attire, like you know, they both had yellow in their in their ring gear. Um, after the match, Zach Gibson and uh, James Drake of the Grizzly Young Vets came, and Zach Gibson is a hell of a promo, dude. He, the line he dropped, which made me laugh so much, was somewhere along the lines of. Um, These stupid, fat, neck-bearded fans may th- uh, smelly neck-bearded fans may think just just belittling them, and I'm like the fact that he used these 
smelly, stupid, neck-bearded fans, I'm like, oh my god. That's the stigma of a hardcore wrestling fan. They don't shower, they don't use deodorant, they're they're overweight, and, they're, and they have neck beards. Yeah, and it's a perfect environment to get heel heat to say when you say that kind of stuff. Yeah, especially in, in Full Sail, which is like some of the most hardcore wrestling fans you're ever going to find. Um, there was a nice little uh, reference where uh, Pete uh, Matt Riddle, after uh, Zach Gibson's promo, was like, bro... Oh, I think Zach Gibson said something about the, taking the trophy back to the UK and saying it's going to take them to new heights, or they're they're higher, like you know their stars are high, whatever he said. And bros and uh, bro, uh, Matt Riddle said, "Bro, I'm going to be honest. I kind of missed what you said. I heard you say hi. My head was in the clouds, man." And- <laughs> And then they got a Riddle's gonna smoke it. Riddle's gonna smoke it. Shit going on. Hell I'm yeah, like, bro. oh my god, that was. So- I love that they can that he just references like he was. Just, I don't know if, if he can anymore because he works for WWE, but that he was an avid weed smoker before coming to the WWE. Well, yeah, that's why he came to the WWE. UFC kept getting mad at him for smoking. I mean. Look, the way the government's going, it could be it could be legal at some point someday, and then Riddle can smoke it all he wants legally. But anyway, uh, and Pete Dunne kind of said, you know, that they were gonna win the they were gonna win the Dusty ta- uh, Dusty tor- uh, tournament, and that's that pretty much. But I like yeah. I I love the match, I love the segment and the back and forth between these two. Um, I'm surprised that Riddle and Dunn made it this far. I kind of see this leading to a match at the following takeover in Portland between Riddle and uh, Pete Dunn. Yeah. Um, they would probably have one of the better matches if that is... Um, yeah. I would really look forward to seeing those two go at it. I would think so, too. They would put an amazing match together and that takeover card in Portland looks in, is looking really good so far. I think so far we've got Shane I'm um, sorry, Rhea Ripley or Tony Storm, but most likely Rhea Ripley defending the women's championship against Bianca Belair, uh Finn Balor versus Johnny Organo and that match I think will be the best match of the card. I don't even know what the NXT Championship match is going to be, but I think that match is going to be the best match in the card. That's going to be amazing between to see those two go at it, Gargano and Balor. Yep. Uh, it's probably going to be Gargano getting over. Maybe. But I don't know. That's tough to tell. I, I could see Balor taking it. I mean, they, they are... He's the one main roster guy they brought back to defend NXT be full-time, and I can easily see him becoming NXT champion uh, like you know, sometime this year. To be a gatekeeper? I don't know about a gatekeeper, but just to kind of bring more eyes back to the product as a main roster main roster fan who liked Finn Balor um but that match should be great uh but the main event uh this this warmed my heart so much so Rash you're aware of Keith Lee correct I love Keith Lee exactly who doesn't love Keith Lee and Keith Lee is over as hell and they finally did the right thing and Keith Lee last night became the new 
NXT North American Champion, ending the prophecy of the Undisputed Era. They're no longer draped in gold. Oh, that's good. I'm, I'm glad that Keith Lee is the one that breaks up that thing. I knew it was going to happen eventually. I knew it couldn't happen for a long time, and like when it happened, I loved it. But I knew eventually they'd have to put the title. Uh, they'll they'll lose the titles, or they won't have all the titles anymore. But you cannot deny how over Keith Lee is. If they're not going to put the NXT title on him, okay, you had to put the North American title on him. And this match was so friggin' good. So good. Undisputed Era getting involved, playing up as the heels in this match. Adam Cole getting involved. Uh, the selling that of Keith Lee's knee. The, the selling Keith Lee did was amazing. And at one point, you actually kind of thought Roddy was going to win, having him in that knee bar. Uh, I can't remember if it was a spirit bomb, whatever he had, whatever the finish he had on uh, on Roger Strong. Like he like he threw him up, caught him, and did a power slam, and that's how uh, Keith Lee won the match. That's something he used to do in the indies too, right? Is it? I don't know because I'm not too familiar with Keith Lee's indie work. I'll be honest. Uh, I forget what it's called, but I remember seeing him in like um, one of those YouTube videos of moves that made you go, holy shit. You just see this really big guy who's so agile. That's He's just so. That's what I love about Keith Lee. Like, when I first saw him work, uh, he did these amazing moves, these agile moves that like you see guys like Rey Mysterio or Ricochet doing. And he's like 300 plus pounds and he's doing them with ease. He could do a moonsault, right? Yeah. One of the most beautiful moonsaults you will ever see. I remember the first the first night they uh, they came to cable TV. And mm-hmm. it, I think he started it, right? He was the first. Uh, did he face the rush, the giant Russian guy? Oh, Dijakovic, Dominic Dijakovic. Yes. Those two work so well together. He's Dijakovic's another guy who's very fast for a big man. Yeah, they were just they were a great way to open that show. And I think this is the right move now for Keith Lee to be champion. Yeah. Well, keep the title on him for a while. I think eventually he should win the NXT championship, but I'm glad they capitalized on how over Keith Lee is. And they put the North American title on him. Um, it seems like maybe they're gonna they'll do like uh, Champa and they're gonna do Champa and Cole in Portland. So clearly they want Champa in that picture, but they had to put a title on Keith Lee, and I'm glad it was North American title. And they gave him something, you know. You can't like that's the thing is that Triple H is actually listening to the fans and hearing how over seeing how over somebody is instead of just like ah nah you know you're a placeholder no. Keith, yeah, it, Keith Lee is no placeholder. He's going to be the real deal. He is the friggin' man. He is the man. Friggin' love Keith Lee. I, I just want him to be champion forever now, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Again, he can't be champion forever. But after the match, the Undisputed Era are there. They are, you know, they're upset. They're pissed. But uh, here come Imperium into the ring. Imperium stat comes into the ring. Walter, Alexander Wolf, Fabian Eichner, 
Marcel Barteau. Squaring off against Cole, O'Reilly, Fish, and Strong. And they just go to town on each other. They're beating the shit out of each other. Adam Cole rips his, gets his shirt ripped off. And Walter, I swear to God, he hits the loudest chop he's ever done. It was a chop that was that I heard outside of my house. That's how loud this friggin' chop was. He smacked Adam Cole all the way to Saturday. Jesus Christ, Reyes, you have to go back and watch this. That's just how brutal this was. All right, as we talk about it, I'm going to try to put... Dude, it was... the And Cole's selling on this chop was brutal. I think if you look on Twitter or, or, or WWE on Fox, you'll find it. It's just... What I want to know is how red was Adam Cole's chest after that. Oh, it had it just had to look like a big hand. Like he has done some serious damage with that damage with that chop. Like he's he's messed up Jordan uh Jordan Devlin, he's messed up Will Ospreay. Uh you know, Tyler Bate, Pete Dunne, he is just nuts with those chops, Walter. Legit one of, like, like he's one of my favorite guys to watch on NXT and NXT UK. He's just so damn good. Um, if you don't get a chance to see it now, it's okay. But it's, there's, no, there's nothing up. Not on Fox? W on Fox, the Instagram page? Uh, let's see. see if you can find it. I'll talk for a bit. Yeah, like... It got me really, really pumped and really excited for this match. Like, there's only maybe two championship matches this Saturday, but uh, that that eight man tag could really be the show stealer. It really could. Yeah. Um. This is, as the name says, worlds collide. So, it's Steve always NXT nice to have. Yeah, it's always nice to have the uh, these two brands collide once in a while. Just have like their own kind of Survivor Series. Yeah, and I like that. If they can do that kind of, if if, if this is kind of replaced with a takeover in the Rumble, and if this goes well, then I don't mind this happening every, you know, every uh, Rumble weekend. You know, kind of get our own little Survivor Series s thing with the NXT brands. But um, anyway, Ray, if you can't find it, it's no big deal. I'll send it to you later. Um, Let's just go on to the predictions of the end of the Worlds Collide pay per view this Saturday. Oh, I just saw it. Oh, you did. And it's the one where Cole basically does a flip when yeah. he gets. Yeah. It sounded bad. Oh God, dude! I, again, I want to find pictures of Adam Cole's chest and just see the welts on it and just see how bad his chest it's, looks. It's gonna look like a red hamburger helper on his chest come Oof. Saturday. Oh, Jesus. Anyway, so let's get on to uh, the predictions. So this is the pre-show match. We have Mia Yim taking on the NXT UK Women's Champion, Kaylee Ray. Uh, Reyes, who do you have for this match? Um, I'll say Kaylee Kaylee Ray. Yeah, uh, I have Kaylee Ray too, uh, simply because she's the champion. You know, she should win. And yeah. um, 
Mia Yim, I don't think she's really connected with the crowd, man. I, I don't know what it is. Uh, you know, she's good, but with the roster that is so stacked right now, it, she really needs to like I don't know, kind of step her game up and and bring her bring her uh, stuff to the table because the match she had with Shayna Baszler over the sh- summer for the title, oh god, it sucked, dude. It was horrible. That it, it may have been the worst NXT match I've ever seen. Was it just on her, or was it on both of them? I don't know what it was, man. They just—I mean, both Baszler, Baszler's great, and Mia Yim is very good too. But it's just—I don't know. She's just not clicking. It's just not clicking, man. That that roster is stacked. That women's roster is so stacked. You know. Yep. Uh, it—I don't know. It might just been a. It could. It could have. She's getting lost in the. Sh- it could be she's getting lost in the shuffle, and I don't know what it is. But, yeah, for me, Kaylee Ray uh, to win, and she's a champion. She should win. She shouldn't lose to me again. Um, yeah, I don't see any real championships changing hands. No. Well, this isn't, this isn't even for the title, so that's a mo- all the more reason why I think Kaylee Ray is, is winning. Oh, yeah. Okay. Then 100% I would pick Kaylee Ray. Okay, on to the main card now. Uh, the first championship match... Uh, in this show, we have the NXT Cruiserweight Championship on the line. The champion Angel Garza versus Isaiah Swerve Scott versus Jordan Devlin versus Travis Banks. Reyes, who do you have and why do you have them? I, you know, really- I honestly don't have any idea for this. I I haven't been paying attention to the Cruiserweights. I don't even know who Garza is. Well, just know Angel Garza is a star. And when you get a chance, go on the network, uh, watch his match against Leo Rush when he won the title. It was amazing. Um, Angel Garza, to me, he reminds me a lot of Eddie Guerrero. Hmm. Some, something about he, he... He reminds me so much of Eddie Guerrero. Um, he's super charismatic. Uh, you know he's cocky. He was originally a heel, but his cockiness has turned people just just something to love about him. You know. Um, anyway, uh, I, I me myself, I'm going with Angel Garza only because I don't see them putting the t- the title on Devlin or Banks over for the UK, and I just don't think it's Isaiah Swerve Scott's time. And Angel Garza hasn't been champion for that long. So if you want to piggyback and copy my prediction, go right ahead. Uh. You made a good argument, so I, I too will pick Angel. Okay, Angel Cards it is. Uh, next, one of the potential matches of the night. I'm going to be saying this for a few of these matches. Like, almost any of these matches can be matched tonight. But, so anyway, we have Mustache Mountain of Trent Seven and Tyler Bate, the big strong boy, um, versus the returning DIY Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa. Reyes, who do you have and why? It has to be DIY. With everything going on with NXT, they need to look strong. Yeah, um, this is one of the more difficult ones to predict. Um, On the one hand, Mustache Mountain, it would be huge if they got this win. But, um, you know, Gargano has a match with Balor at the next TakeOver. And Champa appears to be 
uh, Cole's next opponent for the title. So I'm going to be going with DIY as well, just to play the safe bet. Um, it'd be huge for Seven and Bay if they got the win over DIY, but it's DIY's you know proper like they're back and you know they're on the same page. It's not like you know they're going to turn on each other again. Um, but yeah, DIY for uh, for the win for sure. Um, next up, we have Finn Balor versus Ilha Dragunov in a singles match. Uh, Reyes, who do you have and why? Uh, again, Finn, Finn Balor, just because he's going to be in so many big angles. He's got to be, you know, he's got to look. Yeah, he does have a match coming up with Gargano. Like I said before, he has a match coming up with Gargano at the next takeover. And he does need to look strong. Ila Dragunov, um, I've seen some of his stuff, and he's really, really good. Uh, they had a nice little video package for him, hyping him up for his match against Balor. Um, one thing I like is that Balor had a match with, I can't remember who the guy's name was, but um, before he set him up for like the 1916, he says, when you shoot at Balor, you better not miss. And then he hits the 1916 on this poor, on this poor kid. Um but Finn Balor is the choice. It's the obvious choice. It's it's the easiest choice to make in this entire card. Um, simply because, yeah, he's got a match with Gargano with Portland, uh, in Portland, and they both have to look really strong. So, But I think um, this should be, like, a big match to highlight Ila Dragunov and to show, like, you know, the NXT audience who may not watch NXT UK just how see how good he is. So, but Finn Balor for sure. Yeah, it'll be a good rub for Dragunov, but... He's, I don't see him winning. No, I don't either. Um, next, the second championship match of the night. The NXT Women's Champion, Rhea Ripley, defending the championship against the challenger, Tony Storm. Reyes, who do you have and why? This one... This one, I'm going to pick I think Rhea Ripley is going to be called up sooner than people think. Maybe one one day after. But, um, yeah, I think Rhea's going to lose, and she's going to be in the main roster. Before. That's a bold statement to make. Very, very bold. But, uh... I'm going with Rhea Ripley. She literally just won the title back in December. She has not been champion very long, and she it's her first title defense. Tony Storm has beaten her twice in the past uh, for the NXT UK Women's Championship, but Rhea Ripley's over as hell, dude. She is the like one of the most popular things and the most uh, the biggest stars in NXT. And I do think at one point when she gets to Raw or SmackDown, she will be. I, and I said it with Joe on uh, on the Ten Wrestler, uh, Wrestlers of the Decade podcast that she will be a bigger star than Becky Lynch. She's twenty three years old. Uh, if I remember reading a tweet that if she made it to like WrestleMania forty or something, she'll be as old as Shayna Baszler is now, and Shayna Baszler's almost forty or fifty, whatever it was. WrestleMania 50. Anyway, the point is, Rhea Ripley is over as hell. She's great. She's got a unique unique look. She's great on the mic. And this should be, again, another potential show-stealing match because these two have worked very well together before in the past. But Rhea Ripley for the win. All right. 
But I like your argument, though. I just wanna, I wanna go get, get, go against, against the grain for yeah. once. So anyway, and finally the main event: an eight-man tag team match with Imperium members being the NXT UK Champion Volter, Fabian Eichner, Marcel Barthel. I've been pronouncing that wrong this entire time. Alexander Wolfe versus the Undisputed Era in Roderick Strong. The NXT Tag Team Champions, Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish. And the NXT Champion, Adam Cole, baby. Now, Reyes, who do you have and why? Uh, I don't know with this one either. I feel like both have good arguments to win. Um, but I'm going to go with Imperium. I think they're going to get their heat back. And they're going to keep it after... Um, World. This one was hard too because a lot of the predictions I made, I mainly went with like NXT people, like main NXT people. Um, but I actually am gonna agree with you, and I think I'm gonna go with Imperium too because I think they can't just have you know the NXT guys like dominate the whole thing. There has to be at least one NXT UK match that wins. And I think this should... Cause, because everybody knows how dominant ERA is. How dominant the Institute ERA is. Like, everybody knows that. Not yeah. a whole lot of people watch NXT UK. And I think they need to see, like, you know, just how good a lot of these guys and girls are. And well, uh, Imperium being, like, the main faction over there... Uh, they're the ones they're pushing. I think they should be the ones to go and win this match, and it'll make you want to at least try and tune into NXT UK more often. Yeah, I think the Undisputed Era could handle a loss. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, so, they may not have all all the gold anymore, but they still have two out of the four championships, five championships on NXT tag. Main title, women's title, mid card, yeah, five. They have two out of the five championships, so they're still fine. Yeah. Anyway, moving on to Sunday's Royal Rumble, the 2020 Royal Rumble predictions time. Let's get really in depth with this one because I have a lot. I think that will happen. Um. And after we're done with the predictions, Reyes, we'll give uh, a couple bonus uh, predictions, you know, uh, like who we th- uh, some surprise entrances for the men's and women's rumble and who we think the final four of both the men's and women's rumbles are. We'll do that after we give our actual predictions. Sound good? Yeah, that sounds good. Okay. So starting off, we have Andrade defending the U.S. title against Humberto Carrillo. Uh, who do you have for this match? Uh, I, I think Andrade, I think, you know, he's one of the better wrestlers. I think he works great with Selena Vega. I feel bad for Humberto because he was supposed to be a champion at some point already, but I don't see Andrade, uh, giving up the championship anytime soon. I don't either, honestly, because Andrade literally, he won the title back in December at MSG. Uh, which is a great moment for him. And 
uh, he just won it. And to me, Humberto Carrillo hasn't connected with the audience or me that much, honestly. I, I think he's great in the ring, but there's just something that he hasn't connected with, and there's just they don't he doesn't have like a character or some kind of thing or or a whole lot of charisma, honestly. Like because for me, Andrade he oozes charisma because he's got him and Zelina Vega, like you said, work very well together, and. He's just he's just so damn good. He's one of like the best guys they have on Raw. Uh but Andrade's a safe pick, so I'm going with Andrade to retain the US championship. Next we have the SmackDown Women's Championship. Bailey defending the title against Lacey Evans. Who do you have for this man? Uh this match, Reyes. You know, I honestly for- forgot about Lacey after her uh feud with <laughs> Becky and Seth, but well, she uh, she recently she Bailey's tra- Day Bailey, yeah, yeah. I will admit that they actually have done a pretty good job with Lacey Evans. They turned her heel in the South, which is where she's from. You know, the sassy Southern Belle. Um, it's it's a good thing they didn't turn her uh, babyface in a smart mark crowd like Philadelphia or New York. But um, as much as I like Lacey Evans' uh, current babyface run, uh, I don't think it's her time just yet. Uh, I think Bailey will retain, and I honestly think that Bailey and Sasha could happen at Mania this year. Uh, it's a match we all want to see. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it could happen this year. So I will say Bailey will retain the SmackDown Women's Championship. Uh, next, honestly, the most pointless match in the entire show. It's uh, Chad Gable, Shorty G. Versus Sheamus and Sheamus's return match to the WWE. Uh, Reyes, who do you have and why? I guess Sheamus. He's returning, and poor Chad Gable has just—they just keep killing. Him. Yeah, I I know poor Chad Gable. Um, I'm gonna say Sheamus too, and it should—it shouldn't be quick. It should be just as quick as the Daniel Bryan match from WrestleMania 28. Just end it. It does not need to be long. Just make it fast. It does not need to be long at all. Jameis doesn't break a sweat, and you can go into the Rumble later on in the night. Okay, so the next match of another never-ending feud, apparently. Roman Reigns versus King Corbin in a Falls Count Anywhere match. And apparently the loser must eat dog food. Who do you have and why, Reyes? Well, I didn't know about that last stipulation. So I have to give it to Roman. Corbin's going to have his face shoved into dog. I thought about this for a second, and then, like, maybe they'll do, like, a thing with, like, maybe Reigns loses, and then he wins the Rumble later on the night. Um, But remembering that stipulation, typically when embarrassing things that could happen to the heel in a stipulation like this are put into place... The heel is usually the one that's going to do it. I mean, it happened to Ro- uh, Roman already on Raw one night, so I think it's going to happen to Corbin. I think uh, Roman Reigns will win, and this will just put to rest this this horrible feud. I wish I wish Corbin still had his shitty hair, so they could have done a hair versus hair. Yeah, I, I wish at some point they had a hair versus hair match with Corbin, but what can you do? What can you do? It's just I don't know. I think he he himself is like one of the better heels on the entire roster, and I think that's really great and everything. But 
I just don't like how somehow he is the guy who all the mid-card heels want to go to and protect for whatever reason. Like, he's not the champion. It's not a faction. And it's not like he's going to give you a championship match. He's just... I I don't get what the appeal is. Now, am I I misremembering this, but shouldn't King of the Ring get a championship match? Wasn't that whole thing, like, the point of being King of the Ring? No, nowadays you get a stupid king uh, king gimmick where you have a cape and you have a crown, you have a scepter maybe. I don't know. I think the King Corbin gimmick is doing really well, but I don't know. It doesn't matter. I mean, Reyes, do you really want to see uh, uh, Corbin as Universal or WWE Champion? No, but I I just wanted to see some consistency with that. Well, um, dude, he I think he because he already got Universal Championship matches over the summer with Seth Rollins. I think it would have been a huge, huge mistake had they done that. But he could have had a fight with The Fiend and he could have lost real hard. Yeah, but The Fiend's a heel and so is Corbin, so they wouldn't have done that. Uh, yeah, good point. Anyway, um, we've talked about Baron Corbin too much. Uh, so next up, uh, the Raw Women's Championship match between the champion Becky Lynch versus one half of the WWE Women's Tag Team Champions, the challenger, Asuka. Who do you have and why? Becky Lynch, because the person I who I think is going to win the Women's Royal Rumble is going to have a match with I think you and I may be thinking the same person, but we'll get to that when the Women's Rumble comes up. Uh, I also have Becky Lynch. Uh, I think it's one of the more easier matches to predict because I do think they are setting up Becky for my prediction to win the Women's Rumble later on at Mania. Um, uh, It's a nice little story that they've been telling, you know, because a year ago Becky lost to Asuka, uh, failing to regain the SmackDown Women's Championship and then winning the Rumble later on that night. She says out of everybody, like Oscar's the one person who Becky just hasn't beaten and can't beat. So I like this. I've I've loved the story and the build going into this match. It's one of the matches I'm more excited for uh, leading into the Rumble this Sunday. Uh, but Becky Lynch, I think, will retain because they're not they're, they're not going to have they're not going to not have Becky being a big marquee match at Mania. There's no way. No, I don't see Bailey <laughs> bringing as many people as. Becky. Yeah, exactly. Plus, she's they put all their eggs into her basket. If that made any sense, and if that sounded dirty or not. Hey, moving on, moving on. We're sorry, Seth. <laughs> um, uh, the Fiend Bray Wyatt, the Universal Champion, defending against Daniel Bryan in a strap match. Um, I don't know if they're going to be tied up or anything, or they have belts or whatever. I, I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm excited because this is another one of the things on the card that I'm actually looking matches on the card that I'm looking very forward uh, forward to. Uh, Reyes, who do you have for this match and why? Bray, why? I he still he still can't lose. He needs the gimmick to stay like perfect, like the like Finn Balor's fiend. You never want to see that character lose. You mean Finn Balor's demon? Yeah. You said Finn Balor's fiend. Shit. Yeah, the demon king. <laughs> demon king. Okay. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you, uh, Bray Wyatt, because, you know, he's he still, you know, I think they definitely want to keep him as a champion leading into Mania. Um, 
they want to bring him in. Uh, I, I love the story between him and Brian, and if there is a way they could have milked this into Mania, I I wish they could, but I don't think they can. I think this is the end of the the whole Wyatt uh, Bray Wyatt uh, Bray Wyatt and Daniel Bryan story. So I'm also going with the Fiend to retain. Next up, our first of two Royal Rumble matches. First, it's the women's Royal Rumble with the competitors so far being announced: Charlotte Flair, Alexa Bliss, Nikki Cross, Sarah Logan, and Natalia. Um. You can tell they have completely forgotten about the Women's Royal Rumble match. Uh, now, Reyes, who do you think will win the Women's Royal Rumble? I I think we're going to see Ronda Rousey come back, and I think Ronda Rousey's going to Sorry, that again, you cut off at the end. I think Ronda Rousey is going to show up, and she's going to She's going to win. Yep. Have her match with Becky. Now, I really thought we were going the same route here, but I guess we are going a little different because I'm going for Shayna Baszler. The seeds have been planted since Survivor, the build to Survivor Series, up between a match between Baszler and Lynch. I mean, Baszler won the match at, at Survivor Series, but Lynch was standing tall. And I, I don't know if Ronda is going to come back. I don't know if she's going to, you know, be at Mania this year. And they've been building to this match between Baszler and Lynch. And I think that's the match we're going to get at Mania. I think Shayna Baszler is going to enter the Royal Rumble and she will win and she will face Becky Lynch at WrestleMania. Uh, yeah, I think that prediction is way more believable and way more Look, not a pipe. Look, it's it's not a matter. There, I mean, I'm not saying it's impossible that Ronda will show up. I mean, there's a chance she could show up. She could, but I don't know because she kind of wanted to go away and start a family, get pregnant, but she never got pregnant. Um, so we we don't know. Uh, we really don't know what the status of Ronda Rousey is. It's kind of up in the air. But I, I think uh, Shayna Baszler is going to go and win the Rumble. That's what I think, because it's been building to this. Yeah, but I don't know about WrestleMania being their first. I, if Baszler wins, wins the Rumble, it's going to be their first match. I don't know. That's me, because they've been building to this. And it's a match I'd very much like to see. Anyway, so now on to the main event. The men's Royal Rumble match. Where the caveat here is that Brock Lesnar will be entering in at number one. We're going to go through the competitors real quickly. We have Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar, AJ Styles, Eric Rowan, Randy Orton, Rey Mysterio, Ricochet, Drew McIntyre, Elias, King Corbin, Dolph Ziggler, Otis and Tucker of Heavy Machinery, Rusev, Bobby Lashley, Aleister Black, Buddy Murphy, Braun Strowman, Shinsuke Nakamura, Seth Rollins, Kevin Owens, Samoa Joe, Kofi Kingston, Big E, and R-Truth. There are, if I read that correctly, there are 25 competitors in the Men's Royal Rumble match. So we have five surprise entrances. Uh, We'll get to who we think could possibly be some of those entrances after this. But Reyes, who do you think will win the 2020 Royal Rumble for the men? Uh, 
I I don't know. I'm thinking Brock Lesnar. Oh, you're going with Brock. I I think he's going to win. Oh, no. Oh, out of all your predictions, I hope that does not come true. Out of all the other names, like, nobody is sticking out as potential. Well, because if they if they lead up to Fiend versus Brock, and Brock gives him the win, that would be huge. It would be huge, but I just don't see them like kind of unifying the titles or anything like that. I I don't know, um, but for me, I was really going back and forth with this. My heart, my heart says. Drew McIntyre. But my head says Roman Reigns. Because it's been speculated, it's been heavily reported and rumored that The Fiend is going to face Roman Reigns at Mania for the Universal title and Roman will be the first one to beat The Fiend. And at that, the, a match between The Fiend and Roman looks good. Um, it's just the only thing is, are they going to mess it up again? I don't know. But... I think that I mean at that point Roman will be out of the he would have been out of the championship picture for like a year and a half and pretty much out of it since he dropped the titles. He hasn't had a championship match since then. So I think now is more of an organic time for him to win the Rumble and it's what I think. I, I want Drew McIntyre to win, but I think it's gonna be Roman. I I can't see Bray losing even at WrestleMania. That's still too early for him to lose with that persona. But it's Roman Reigns. Of course he's going to beat The Fiend. I, I don't know. I feel like those are kind of rumors to make people hate him again. I don't know, man. I don't know. I mean, The Fiend is clearly a heel. Um, I mean, at that point, he would have had, like, what, a six, seven-month title reign? I don't know. For, for me, I would have loved him to hold on to the title for a year, but we can't always get what we want. Um, you have Lesnar, I have Reigns. Uh, so, real quickly, um, who do you think will be the final four for the men's Royal Rumble? Uh, Matt Hardy. Matt Hardy? He's not even a- announced for the match. Eh. Okay, Matt Hardy. <laughs> uh, probably Big Show, right? Big Show's not even announced for the match either. Uh, fuck, man. I can't think of anything because everybody I'm thinking of is still signed to a different promotion. Like Gold Dust and... No, 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 no. Re- Reyes. I'm talking about the final four, not not the surprise entrance. The final four. Final four. Mm. The final four competitors. We'll get to the surprise entrance after this. The fi- Who do you think the final four... Um, Competitors will be in the Royal Rumble, the Men's Royal Rumble, the Final Four. Oh, oh, um, are they doing Nakamura versus Strowman? Strowman and Nakamura are in the match, but it, it, it's not a title match. Uh, well, you I think don't know, maybe you're right that Sheamus is gonna Sheamus gonna what? Enter the Rumble? Yeah. Okay. Well, okay. You say Sheamus. 
You think Brock's going to win, so Brock. Um, two more. Give me two more names. Who do you think is going to be the last two competitors with them? Ah, uh, man. I can't think of any. I can't think of anybody. To be oh, man. Well, I'm just drawing blanks on all these people right now. Roman Reigns, Drew McIntyre, Randy Orton, AJ Styles, Ricochet, Baron Corbin. Uh, AJ, for sure. Okay, AJ, that's three. And Dolph Ziggler. Okay. Um, for me, for the men's, um, Roman Reigns, um, Drew McIntyre. I'm going to say Otis. <laughs> I love Otis, but no, I don't think he'll make it to the final four. Um, I'll say Kevin Owens and Keith Lee. Oh, you're thinking Keith Lee, huh? Yeah, which uh, transitioned into the surprise entrance. I think, um, I think Keith Lee can be a surprise entrance. Matt Riddle. Um, Kane Velasquez could be a surprise entrance. I mean, you know, continuing the whole Brock story. I don't know. I really hope they don't do it. But I can see Riddle, Velasquez, and uh, Keith Lee uh, being surprise entrance into the Rumble. How about you? Uh, I'm going to agree with Keith Lee. Um, hmm. Surprise entry. Oh, God. Keith Lee. Fucking. Goldberg? Undertaker. Okay, Undertaker. Um. I think Kane Velasquez, he's still talking about how he's doing wrestling. Yeah, Velasquez will show up at some point. Um, anyway, let, let's get into uh, the women's final four. Um, my final four, I think, for the women will be Shayna Baszler, Charlotte Flair, um, I'll say... Kyrie Sane. And um, Alexa Bliss. Why not? How about you? What about a final four for you? Definitely Charlotte. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to go with Alexa. You picked Ronda to win, so you assume Ronda would be in there? Yes. Okay. Ronda and uh, who would I pick as the last one? Sasha's in this, right? Yeah, Sasha. You can pick Sasha. Yeah, I'll go with Sasha. I'll say the the two of them, okay. Sasha and Charlotte, will have <clears throat> a big fight in the middle of it. Okay. Um, surprise for the women. Uh, I'm gonna say 
I mean, literally, you can name almost any woman from the past, and most likely you will get it right because they haven't done a good job promoting this at all. Um, I'm going to say for a legend, I'll say Lita. Why not? Um, NXT, uh, I mean, I said Shayna Baszler. I think Shayna Baszler will win. Um, Candice LeRae, Casey Catanzaro. Um, uh, Tony Storm, Rhea Ripley. Yeah. Oh, Dakota Kai. There. There you go. I'm done now. Okay. Um, I'm going to say for Legend, that one's hard. I don't think it'll be Lita. I think it'll be. Hmm. I think Beth Phoenix again. Oh yeah, Beth Phoenix. She's with the company. She could yeah, she could easily be in the Rumble. Um I think Dakota Kai. Okay. I think Shayna Baszler. Okay. And Bianca Bianca Belair. Okay. All right. Well, I guess that'll wrap things up for this edition of the Nine of the Wrestling Podcast. Reyes, thank you so much for coming on. Um, Royal Rumble is this Sunday. Worlds Collide is this Saturday. Um, just real quickly, Reyes, is there uh, one match you're looking forward to the most on Worlds Collide and one match you are looking more forward most to on the Rumble this Sunday? For Worlds Collide, definitely the DIY match. DIY versus Mustache Mountain? Yep, I haven't seen them in action together in such a long time. Uh, I think the company was really hurting when Champa was out. I feel like there are just holes in stories that he was supposed to fill. Yeah, but I think they did a really good job with Adam Cole in his place. Yeah, they uh, Gargano and Cole definitely stepped up, but I think they really wanted Champa to be in that picture. Oh yeah, we all did. We all wanted Champa to, to be there for the right storybook ending when Champa, Gargano won the title. Uh, how about the Rumble? What about the Rumble? What, which which match are you looking forward to the most? I think it could be a Royal Rumble match. It could be a singles match or whatever match on the card. Any match on the card. Uh, I don't think either Rumble match will be the best match. It's either going to be the Universal Championship match or the United States Championship match. Another bold prediction you got there, man. I think both Andrade and Umberto have what it takes to just pull out a sleeper. I think they could do a really good job. Um, I just with the little build it has, I don't know if people are going to be into it. Um, for me, I guess the match I'm looking forward to the most for uh, Saturday. Um, I am looking forward to DIY versus Mustache Mountain. Um, I may be looking forward to uh, Imperium versus Era a little bit more just because of the build they've had and the brawl they had before for the go-home angle. So I'm going to say Imperium versus Undisputed Era. Uh, and I'm looking forward to the Men's Royal Rumble match the most, which is just of what they could possibly do and if Lesnar's actually going to win the whole damn thing. Um, so it's very, very interesting what they could be doing. <laughs> the Mad Men. Right. You should have hired Marty Skrull as a booker. 
of Marty Skrull got a big fat check for WWE money to keep as a booker and a wrestler and wrestle pretty much wherever he wants. Anyway, it's a story for another time. Thank you so much, Reyes, for joining me. Um, I really appreciate you coming on here. I really wanted to have somebody on to uh, go over the Rumble with. I like to go over pay-per-views when there's someone else with me, especially as one as big as the Rumble. I mean, the Rumble's always a fun time. You never know who's going to show up. No, you never do. Uh, but I think we can pretty much clear that Chris Jericho is not going to show up. Um, oh, no. <laughs> anyway, so that'll do it for this edition of another wrestling podcast. Uh, please be sure to like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, follow us on Instagram. Uh, you can find us wherever your podcast uh, formats are, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor.fm. Um, wherever you may find your po- uh, podcasts uh, where you listen to them. And um, I hope you all enjoyed it. Uh, Worlds Collide this Saturday. The Royal Rumble this Sunday. So we are after Sunday. Actually, you know what? We are. We are on the road to WrestleMania now. So for CJ Palmasano, my good buddy Chris Reyes, we'll see you all next time.